Hello, hello, hello. I just wanted to pop on to let you know that the amazing news is that the last female fat loss program is now open for applications and for sign up. So the female fat loss program is this one is a six week group coaching. So it will start on the 30th of October and will bring you up to the middle of December. So that means you'll learn how to manage Christmas, but also be able to enjoy a Christmas knowing that you can easily reset, not derail anything and get rid of that all or nothing mindset. So what's involved in the female fat loss program? There's a Facebook group. It's better if you have Facebook, but it's not necessary if you don't want to do it. There's also weekly lives where you guys ask the questions in and I give you a weekly live and that's also recorded as a podcast for you for Wednesday in case you missed it. So it's a win-win on that as well. So you learn more while you're going through it. What you also get is tailored nutrition. So you'll learn how to get your tailored calories, your tailored macros so that you can manage your weekend, so that you can manage your weekly activities, your weekly training, and then you also get your tailored training. So some people actually don't do the training that I provide, which is completely understandable. Some people prefer classes. So you either have a choice of home workouts or gym workouts. And there's videos, a video library attached to every single one of those. You click on the link and a video pops up of someone showing you how to use that video. So everything is really, really there for you. Everything is there. Video library, tailored nutrition, Facebook lives, accountability, support. The Facebook group is amazing too because you get like-minded people who are on the same journey where you can share pictures of your mood. There's also some challenges, but it's not about a challenge of like who can lose the weight the fastest. It's nothing about that. It's maybe have we got new recipes coming out, maybe a step challenge, but it's not who can do the most steps. It's who can potentially improve more on the previous week. But my most important thing for you and whoever does sign up, if you're listening to this, is to show you that you can and educate you around your menstrual cycle educate you around perimenopause and menopause, PCOS, endometriosis, postnatal, whatever it may be. But it's also to educate you that you can have your weekends, show you that you can have your weekends and make progress. Every single person in this group that has finished the program has absolutely smashed it. I genuinely mean that. We've had, I know one of the graduates from six months on has lost about 35 pounds. That's how successful this group can be. They've done a couple of groups back to back or a few groups back to back and they're 35 pounds down and they're now sitting at maintenance. They know what to do. So if you want to sign up, the cost is 99 euro for six weeks. Yeah, 99 euro. That's all that it is. 99 euro for six weeks. This is the last intake of 2023. So if you are interested, click on the link in the show notes, get you signed up, book your space in and we will see you on the 30th of October to get you started. So don't hang around because spaces are limited already. There's a reason why a lot of people from previous groups have renewed. There's about 75% uptake of people going from previous groups into this group. So don't wait around. That's how successful this group is. So 99 euro for six weeks. Click on the link in the show notes and hopefully you see you there. Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is one of those episodes that I think everyone needs to hear and everyone needs to understand. And I think I speak about it an awful lot with all my one-to-one clients and I try to speak about it as much as I can with the group clients and in the female fat loss group as much as possible. And it's the whole possibility and the whole idea of that food restriction, food rules and quick fixes leads to people gaining weight rather than the opposite. Because people think that restriction is often the only answer to losing weight. It's what's been rammed down your throats for a very long time through the media, through 
magazines, if you go cabbage soup diet, if you go slimming clubs, every single one of them that you've ever looked at have involved some element of restriction. They've taken out a food group and then when you can't stick to it, you blame yourself. So it must be a you problem rather than the actual idea of restriction. So one of the first things that you've probably done is change your eating when you've tried to lose weight in the past. You might have followed a diet or a meal plan that your PT has quickly Googled because it's Googled. PTs are not qualified to give you meal plans. Dietitians are the only ones that are qualified to give you a meal plan. So if your PT is giving you a meal plan, it's not worth the paper it's written on. If you actually Googled it, it's probably it's probably there for you. And if you've ever done some sort of quick fix like fasting or meal replacement shakes or even just restricted your foods through silly diets or your diet has a name, then the chances are that the approach didn't work for you. So I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret. It's not a you problem. The approach doesn't work for anyone. The approach didn't work for anyone. The vast majority of my clients, 99% of my clients, I would say, have come from this yo-yo dieting background, the slimming club background, food rules, diets, food restriction, and believing that it's their fault, why they can't stick to it. But when it comes to weight loss, restricting your food, following food rules are in the are the worst things you can do for yourself right now why because one of the main reasons is they restrict food is because they lead you to overeating or even a binge so if you think of it like this eating is like a clock pendulum that swings from side to side it goes side from side so the typical diet and behavior that most people adopt is to restrict your food and attempt to control your calorie intake and lose weight What's the first thing you think of when you're losing weight? I must cut out this. That's probably the sentence that you're thinking of right now. And what this does is this causes that pendulum to swing hard to one side, which is restriction, starvation, and rules. But a pendulum can't swing one way without coming back to the other side. And when this happens, you overeat. You potentially binge, which is lose control. So there's a difference between overeating there's a difference between binging binging means you lose control and cannot stop even if you wanted to it's like an outer body experience a lot of people are too quick to label that i binged last night a lot of people don't binge they overeat because they don't want to deal with their emotions they could stop if they want to but don't know how or don't want to deal with their emotions and you constantly swing from control to chaos you restrict you binge you restrict you binge and this cycle not only plays with your emotions it, but it can end up consuming you way and you could end up consuming way more calories than you potentially need than you, what you wanted if you didn't restrict your food. This also leads to an awful lot of self remorse, guilt, an incredible amount of stress because you think it's a you problem. Stress is a disaster if you're trying to lose weight because if your body is stressed, appetite can go up. It can make you feel out of control. It can make it easier for you to... There's two responses to stress. Eat less or there's the other response of when you eat more. I would be someone who eats less when they get stressed. It turns off my hunger. While other people, it it will increase their hunger. Neither approach is great. But stress also has a massive interference with sleep. Which is also important. Look at studies. When we compare people who had four hours of sleep compared to those who have eight hours of sleep, those who have four hours of sleep consume about 560 calories extra a day. 560 calories by seven days in a week is about is over 3,500 calories extra a week, which leads to about one pound of weight loss a week or one pound of weight gain a week. 
And then also some people, when they're not sleeping or they're stressed, they can lead to drinking alcohol. And that if that's your only mechanism to cope or food's your only mechanism to cope, that can limit you on your belief systems around your self-worth and your self-esteem. But following food rules and restrictive diet behaviors puts a lot of stress on you to match up to this idea of perfection. This idea of, if I don't lose it this time, I have failed. And this desire to be perfect and get it right every single time will cause even more stress and more elements of out of control. And that restricting pendulum will go even more crazy. So when people start to kind of that element of that element of control, and that perfection piece. Perfection is a recipe for disaster when it comes to nutrition. One, it's not possible. And two, it's not about the food. So why am I saying it's not about the food? The whole thing with food is, food is this inanimate object that we have in our lives. We have abundance of it in our lives. And it's always been our one kind of comfort for us. It's always been there. It's always been existent. And we've we've used it as a way to celebrate. And we've used it as a as a way to deal with emotions and we've used it as a way to fuel ourselves but when we don't have other coping mechanisms or the coping mechanisms built or we're not aware of things which i would listen to monday's episode coming i would recognize that when we don't necessarily like things about ourselves and how we look what's the one thing we try to control we can't we put extra emphasis on the food because we don't like how we look, which is so important to people, which is more based off what other people are thinking, what's the one thing that we can control? Let's control our food. Let's turn on the restriction button. So it's not about the food. It's an element of control. So we try to control how we look by controlling our food. And by controlling our food, what's the one way people try to do it? Restrict. Because if we restrict or take out of food, I'm going to lose weight. Yes, you are correct. But you're also probably going to put more weight on afterwards because you haven't looked at your behaviors your mechanisms your belief systems your awareness you're not aware of why these foods are the issue or your aware your self-worth or your awareness is the issue but believing that you're a failure if you're not perfect that you won't lose weight until you unless you follow that diet to the letter or to the t and the need to be in control not only messes with your weight loss but also messes with your mental health and following these rules they really do mess mess with your you with your head. Dieting behavior restricting food promotes negative self esteem, lack of confidence, low self worth because it's virtually impossible to be perfect. You'll eventually end up eating something that's inverted commas off plan or falling off the wagon to speak. Now they're not things. If you're on off plan or off plan, that means it's an issue with your mentality around food. And there's, there's a disordered eating pattern around food. Now, people may not like what I've just said. But if you have food rules, if you are rigid around things, there is a disordered eating pattern around food. And this can cause you to judge yourself harshly. Beat yourself up for not being, not being able to follow your calorie-restricted eating program. Or this city meal plan that Big, Better, Big Booty Betty gave you. And this can lead to obsessing around food. This can lead you to dieting even harder and believing that you need to go for 1,200 calories or dieting even harder and pushing yourself to the abyss or losing your cycle or disimproving your relationship with food. And this approach not only perpetuates a cycle of low self-worth, but is also a path of full-blown eating disorders. And we know during COVID that eating disorders went up through the roof 
in all genders. Men went up by 70%, 70%. And focusing purely on your food does not help you to lose weight. And I want you to read that again. And I want you to listen to that again. Focusing purely on food does not help you to lose weight. And that's because eating and exercise only makes up about 3% of the weight loss equation. The remaining 97% comes down to your habits and your mindset. Which potentially hasn't helped you to get to where you are. Your habits are the thoughts and behaviours you engage in without even realising. They drive every action you take despite your best intentions to do something different. So many of us have these different habits that affect us in different ways. We all have different coping mechanisms. Some aid us, some don't aid us. Like I know myself, when I get stressed, I don't eat. So that's not a healthy mechanism. But I know some people who overeat when they get stressed isn't a great mechanism either. Now, some people who are in that whole, I overeat when I get stressed, are kind of, I know they jokingly say it to me sometimes, kind of like, well, I wish I was like you. I was like, no, you don't. Common habits that will hold you back from losing weight include perfectionist behaviors, which is one surefire way of getting nowhere fast, having a dieting mindset, putting other people before yourself, and people-pleasing. But the good news is that habits... The good news is that about habits is that once you overcome one of them, often referred to as this kind of thing, it's called like a keystone habit, you'll inadvertently change a whole lot of other behaviors stemming from that one. But while you're busy focusing on food rules and calorie restriction, you can't address your habits. So following food rules and and kind of like doing silly diets causes you to focus on what you would need to eliminate examples don't eat carbs don't eat fat don't eat after seven don't eat sugar don't drink alcohol don't eat processed food what's left don't eat fruit don't eat sugar don't eat smoothies what's left don't eat yogurt don't eat avocados don't eat fish don't eat fats what's left don't eat protein too much protein don't eat bread but when you when you focus on the things you can't do you'll feel as if there's nothing you can do other than to keep tight control over your eating in order to lose weight instead you need to flip that focus around and focus on things you can do so many people that come to me at the very very beginning are really good at having these stories and belief systems around themselves that they feel that they can't do something and i always try to reword it to them it's like okay so what can you do like well i can have regular meals well i can get a walk in I can get a food shop in so if you focus on one of those for two weeks straight and get them done 80% of the time you're a lot further in that 11 days or 14 days than you were if you constantly restrict with what my philosophy is I don't advocate giving up your favorite foods or even quitting alcohol instead I try to take a balanced approach that allows you to enjoy your food and allows you to live by your values, having your meals out, having your time with your friends and family because it's important to you. And I also provide that assistance that with that getting rid of that food guilt. And a lot of people have that guilt that usually goes hand in hand with that restricted eating pattern. But you're not the issue. You're trying to 
push something onto yourselves that's never going to work. It's like trying to build a house on a foundation of matchsticks with what is what a lot of people try to do. My job is to help clients to focus on what they can do to progress one step at a time, even during stressful times, times of injury or illness. When you focus on what you can do, you'll be very surprised at how much power when you actually have. A lot of people give power away for free or what they can control away for free because they believe it's what they should do or have done for a very long time. And this becomes a story and it beats themselves up. And you hear stories like, I, I don't know why I'm not committing. It's like, it's not about committing. It's just picking something that you can do. And when a lot of people say what they can do is like, I'm going to go for six walks this week. It's like, how many walks did you go for last week? One. So why are we going from one to six? Why are we having a 600% increase? in your walking why not go for three and meet halfway and get three 100 percent of the time for two weeks and then build on top why because it's not sexy it's not restrictive it's not glamorous too many people will only base things off the weighing scales they won't look at what they're actually doing and the big thing that i pride myself is not one size fits all with what they're trying to do food plans meal plans restrictive diets take a one-size-fits-all approach which doesn't work for example everyone has different food preferences everyone has different food intolerances everyone has different stressors everyone's in a different walk of their life some have kids don't some don't have kids some are going through perimenopause some are retired some are young students some are busy parents so someone who's a student will have different problems compared to someone who is trying to raise young kids they'll have different barriers trying not to go out in the piss every single night compared to those who are just trying to get the kids to sleep or try to get through the day or through the week without the kids getting sick. But by following these rules and regulations that don't take your personal needs into consideration, you run the risk of undernourishing your body, which can lead to your immune system compromised. It can lead to self-belief issues, mental health issues, and you're likely to feel undernourished. And you won't be, you'll have crap energy, you won't sleep properly, you'll be super stressed and you're spending so much time with and brain power with on food. And this can almost contribute, I would say guarantee contribute to almost to weight gain. These restrictive diets can almost impact your training as well. And in order to if you're training six days a week, you could probably be doing too much. If you look at your energy levels right now, one out of ten. One being that you're you're like borderline asleep. Ten, you're ready to take on the world. Where's your where's your energy levels right now? Most people's will probably be at a four or five or six. If it's below that, well then it's a sign that you're either not eating enough, you're super stressed, you're not sleeping enough, or you're not living your life by your values. And then you're push, pushing and punishing yourself with more training, thinking that's what's going to solve the problem. Now, training is great and all, but it shouldn't be the only way to cope with mental health. It's a great mental tool to have, but it shouldn't be the only way to cope with mental health. Think of it this way. If you try to drive your car with no petrol in it or diesel or electricity into it, you won't get very far. It's the exact same thing. If you don't give your body the correct nutrients, eating correctly beforehand, eating carbs, protein afterwards, you won't be able to train well. And then you'll be like, why, why am I not getting results? You'll get impatient and then give up. 
and that cycle repeats itself again. If you don't eat regularly throughout the day, you won't be able to recover sufficiently. You won't be able to recover. You won't be able to gain muscle or get toned, whatever you want to call it. You won't be able to go for that run. And you're, you'll start to beat yourself up when you're not hitting PBs or you're not beating the last week's time. We're all competitive. So what should you do? The best way to lose weight and keep it off is to drop the dieting behavior and focus on foods that will actually help your body. And this is, I know what you're thinking right now, this is off, This is easier said than done, Shane, especially for chronic dieters. And most people listening to this will have spent their whole life following meals, diets, meal plans, trying to lose weight. And that's why I really, really encourage you to work with someone. If you need legal advice, you go to a lawyer. If you go to, if you have health issues, you go to a doctor. If you've got issues with your house or your electricity, you go to an electrician. A decent coach will help you identify and become aware of your thoughts, behaviors and behaviors around food and your belief systems. But when you're aware of your approach to food, you can begin working towards repairing that. You're not beyond help. No one is. If someone wants to change and that desire is there, people can change. Fear can come into it. Fear of success or fear of change. And that's often led by not feeling that we're worthy enough of seeing that change or getting the results that we want but the food isn't the issue for people it's how we see ourselves on food i'm fat if i eat bread i'm weak if i ate chocolate i'm a shit person if i have fats now these are some of the sentences i have heard from clients in the past but none of that is true that was taught to you from somewhere in your life Comments were made as a kid or we may have had traumatic event or grief in our life or been bullied or a bereavement in our life that we used food as the mechanism that we feel because this event happened to us we don't feel worthy. So when we don't feel worthy or we feel uneasy we bring food in as a method of control that we think if we control our food because of how we don't like our like how we look we think this is going to solve the problem. But that's like setting your fo- your car on fire first before you start to drive it. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I've never seen anyone succeed with trying to change their body out of hate. When you're aware of your approach to food, you can begin working towards these things. It can involve maybe tracking some data, recording some data in order to increase your awareness. So it's kind of like, well, how many walks did you get last week? Well, let's try and increase one more this week. It could be that, like, how consistent have you been? Are your energy levels increasing? Is your sleep improving? How many portions of protein are you getting in a day? Any decent coach should specify and design something that's tailored to you to help you confront your fears around food and eating so you can break free from this constant dieting roundabout. When you make yourself accountable to someone or a coach, you'll be able to work through things. You'll be able to have an honest conversation with things. But a lot of people can struggle with that honesty because they're not used to it. They're so used to going on their own. They think it's a sense of pride for going inwards. And it's a sign of strength for not talking about things. And some people just really, really struggle to talk about themselves. Because they don't want to let go of those stories. Because they know if they let go of that stories, they'll have to loosen control. So one way to tighten control is food. Food has always been that constant in your life. 
So if we let go of food as that coping mechanism or that method of control, well, then that means we actually have to go and organize and deal with our shit, which a lot of people don't want to do. Everyone has shit going on. Everyone has a busy life. Everyone has different stresses in their life. Your problems aren't your own. I've had various different things happen with clients in the nearly six years of working with people. From bereavements, from grief, from trauma, from kids getting sick, from being away, from getting sick themselves, from work stresses, from losing their job, from other halves in the job, from dealing with traumatic events. And what's the one thing that people go for is the food. So if you're ready to stop restricting your food, food, and you want help to get over these fears, would like to learn how to eat for you and what works for you, including your favorite foods, getting rid of that food guilt, being clear on your values, and getting the results that you've never had, well then click on the link below and get involved with the Female Follows program that starts on the 30th of October. It's 99 euro for six weeks. You spent a hell of a lot of money on a hell of a lot of crap recently. I know you have if you're listening to this. You can either work in towards the program or you can work against it and stay where you are. And some people aren't ready right now. I get that. But there's never going to be this perfect time to get ready. If there was, you would have been there already. So if you're interested in working with me in the Female Fat Loss Program, click on the link in the show notes. The issue for you people right now isn't you. It's the restrictive belief system that you have. Those food restrictions, those food rules, and those silly diets that you keep going for are the reasons that are making you overweight. It isn't you. It's not a lack of willpower. It's not a lack of desire. It's not a lack of anything. They're designed to keep you coming back. They play on your, your morality. They play on your weakness. They play on your guilt system. They play on your self-esteem. They play on your self-worth so you keep coming back. Thinking that this time will be different. That's the definition of a sunk cost fallacy. We're so emotionally attached to the idea that this time will be different. That if we stick to it regimentally, we're going to do it again. At this time, it'll be different. If we don't change the approach, nothing will be different. If you don't work on your awareness, your belief systems, your habits, nothing's going to change. And my job as a coach, my job as a, as a PT and as a nutritionist is to help and guide you. So if you're fed up of being in that restrictive cycle, pop me a DM. Click the link in the show notes and we can have an honest chat about the Female Fatless Program or even one-to-one coaching. Remember, the issue isn't you. The food is the issue. If the issue is how you see yourself being projected onto that food. Food is just there. Food is just being. But the more we try to control of how we look, we lead into restricting more of food. But it's never worked and it's not going to stop now.